Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm Alex. I'm Val. Val just told me, our, Val just told me our... not to steal her ideas, so I can't steal her ideas that she already has. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going into this. I have to have my own ideas. I, I didn't know our catchphrase for this show. Was, hey, hey, how's hey, it going? How's it going? <laughs> like, people think up these like whole introductory segments to their podcasts, you know? Like I just say, hey, how's it going? Sometimes, sometimes you say, hey. Hey. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things you can enter a conversation with. It's really, it's great. It's a lot of things yeah. you can start a podcast with. Yeah, we don't have anything really good. Um, this is how we start ours. It's about Sopranos. We yeah. want to know how you're doing and how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know how you're doing and how it's going. Yeah. Um, so we watched Cold Stones mm-hmm. just now. 6A, episode 11, penultimate episode. I love a good penultimate episode. They're always great. Oh, man. And I think I, I said this just at the end of us watching, but um, I don't think I gave this episode enough credit in past mm. viewings or maybe it's just like it's for some reason episode. more meaningful to me yeah. on this viewing or I don't know something mm-hmm. um, but man it's a major episode yeah absolutely there's a lot going on there's for me kind of a major step for Carmel as a character having her own kind of moment exploring the cosmos if you will mm. we have some friends who we like to talk about as exploring the cosmos <laughs> people who are just very interested in these existential questions and uh, Carmela kind of enters that zone cosmos zone in this episode yeah yeah I kind of wanted to have those conversations with Carmela mm-hmm. Rosalie wasn't really there for yeah it. she should have gone with you she should have taken you on that five thousand yeah. dollar good deal of a trip I would have loved that <laughs> <laughs> would have been great you could talk about dead relatives and yeah yeah, yeah. I like that kind of stuff you do yeah <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's our idea of a good time, getting away. <laughs> that actually is interesting because I think that that's kind of something, a minor point of this episode, if mm-hmm. you will, but that's kind of explored as like this idea of escape and this idea of what that means. So Rosalie mm-hmm. and Carmel have a very different interpretation of that. Yep. Rosalie actually wants to literally escape and kind of put her head in the sand towards what their life is in New Jersey. Why are you bringing New Jersey here? Carmel is taking it as more of an opportunity to kind of probe yeah. and ask questions about yep. her life and ask questions about existence. Yep. And I thought that was interesting because that dynamic kind of breaks down between them. Mm-hmm. But it also is an interesting way of just coping with everything that these characters have to cope with in their lives. I think it's showing us like two very real um, possibilities for like that coping mechanism, like you, like you just mentioned, right? Like that there's, you know, if, if we think about, you know, these characters as real people in these real situations, there would be this breadth of ways that people deal with things. And I think the writers of this show just do such a good job doing that. Yeah. Um, Like really giving, you really, I mean, I think I think in past viewings, maybe this episode, like, I was kind of surprised by it, like, of, how do I say, like, some of the things about both Ro and Carmela's characters, or the dialogue, maybe, I found a little bit less believable than some other scenes in The Sopranos, mm-hmm. but... But so I'm like not all the scenes by a long shot, but there was just like a few things that were questionable for me. But I think like this time it really is this. Um, it is kind of like a hyper real episode, or kind of like mm. a um, I don't know. Like they're they're they are kind of in this like other world heaven kind of place. How I see it, right? Yeah. Like 
you know, like Carmela seeing Adriana, this ghost, like all these statues. They're even like, rather heavy handed by it, by their, yeah. by their seems even like looking at the Eiffel Tower as the beacon. The beacon, the I know. Looking, I, like, like, with this yeah. light coming I know. out. Yeah. Directly talking about these, who am I, where am I going questions. You know, all of it is just yeah. going to get washed away. There's, there's a yeah. lot that's very focused yeah. on that aspect of those themes. So I think like it is almost like a dreamlike episode in some mm-hmm. ways, or at least like, you know, a big a big part of it. Um, but that's so fascinating, right? To think about like Carmela and Roe going to this place that Tony, like Tony couldn't go on this trip, right? right? Tony had to stay back and deal with these situations in his life that are going on. Tony could never go to Paris. Right. Right. And he kind of says that, like, I can't ever get away for seven days yeah. or whatever. Right. Like Tony could never just take this trip to Paris with Carmela. Um, yeah, um, like and and, and where yeah. he and so where and when they kind of have that like heaven type description, like Tony's really in hell. Mm. Like Tony mm. in this episode is dealing with the worst mm. shit and like kind of on some. I mean, apart from maybe the one scene with AJ, kind of on some of his less good behavior. Um, he's getting blowjobs from, strippers. you know, from strippers and then paying them awkwardly. Like, yeah. Um, you know, of course, all this situation with Vito um, and him kind of trying to come to terms with it. So, like, I really feel like Tony is, it's really showing us where Tony is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and he's also not able to access these kind of, like, bigger existential uh, cosmos, cosmos, cosmos exploring things either. <laughs> but interestingly, those are things that Tony has been concerned with. And totally. Carmel is now investigating them, and the irony is that they're not investigating it together. No. Everybody feels very alone in this episode. Yeah. And there's even this parallel between Tony exploring the beacon and this otherworldly place of Costa Mesa mm-hmm. earlier in the season, in fact, where the season starts. Mm-hmm. And now we've led to him being in this very distinct hell-like world mm-hmm. that he exists in in the real world, and Carmela kind of exploring her own place. So she's kind of exploring these similar issues to Tony. Yeah. And we kind of question where it will lead her as a mm-hmm. person. Because we have been really invested this season also in looking at, you know, what the impact of an experience like that might be on Tony. Mm-hmm. Like, does this impact Tony? Will this impact Carmela? Um, yeah, it's like an interesting thing to see comparisons about, I guess. Yeah. And look at the two um, kind of journeys, if you will. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. There's just so much focus for Carmela while she's there on the passage of time, the mm-hmm. historical nature of the city, the endurance, if you will, of these monuments mm-hmm. and these places, mm-hmm. and also the focus on, like I said earlier, how all of it just gets washed away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very important. And that, and that actually ties yeah. back to even the first season, like Tony talking about the church that their ancestors yes, made. Yes, when, when she was focusing in on that guy who was doing the work on the church. Yeah, when Carmela's in yeah. the church, you know, like we even see, like there's this focus on builders, on crafts, mm-hmm. craftspeople. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely an attempt to kind of bring our attention towards that. But talking yeah. about the 1350s necklace, the Roman baths, Carmela's definitely concerned with this question of, who are we kind of in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things? And mm-hmm. like, if things all do get washed away, what's the importance of it? Mm-hmm. Kind of going through a bit of like an existential crisis, crisis, but being engaged with all these things that kind of make her confront it in Paris because it is much more historic. 
Yeah. Um, well, and she and she grapples with it also though. Like she kind of pushes back against her own self. Um, there's a lot in this episode too of these like the well, I mean, kind of similar to like what we were, what I was saying about Ro and Carmela um, and their reactions to kind of like their life. There was a lot of these um, moments where two characters have very different perspectives on the same scenario. Yeah, and they're and we're kind of confronted with how people can interpret these things can interpret things differently, right? So like right. even like I mentioned like Tony with the stripper in the car, like mm-hmm. he goes to pay her like she is a sex worker. Right. And she just kind of was Yeah. You know, like out for a good time kind of or whatever. <laughs> or like trying to whatever she was trying right. to do, like she wasn't thinking that she was being mm-hmm. a a sex worker. Right? right. Like um I jotted a few other ones down. Um, even like AJ hearing the conversation with Meadow, um, that when she's in Tony and Carmela's bedroom, mm-hmm. he's going out, I guess, cause he's wearing that fancy jean jacket that he has for going out. Oh, so like he's, he's on his way out and he had already had that conversation about, right. you know, losing his job at Blockbuster. Um, and Meadow's in there and he overhears the part where they're like, Oh, choosing between law school and med school. It's what we call mm. a something problem. I don't know. Right. Like, we're like. And he only hears that. He doesn't hear the part after where she's being kind of a brat as right. usual. Right. Um, and actually like really upsetting her parents, like not as much as AJ upsets them, but like, you know, in a different way. And also is being choosing in, her moment to kind of like yes. give this information and yes. being selective in the information. Yeah, that she and being presents. sassy about their questions yeah, about talking it. About, like, oh, it would look great on my med school applications yeah. to go on. Like being perfectly aware of what particularly her mom yeah. is, is looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. So yeah, just like d- the different perspectives on that. Yeah. Um, there is actually that, that moment where, where Tony is um, driving this stripper home. Yeah. That's actually an interesting scene because there's kind of this series of edits that kind of connect a lot of things for me. Like that actually comes from Carmela looking at Mary and Jesus mm-hmm. in the church in, mm-hmm. in Paris. And then that immediately cuts to Tony's face in the car with this rock music mm-hmm. that actually gives it kind of this like heaven and hell totally. kind of juxtaposition yes, yes, in that yes, yes. moment that yeah. actually, yeah, like further identifies Paris as a realm that's so far away mm-hmm. from the world that Tony's in. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how they edit from those scenes. Like, they actually have um, that Mary and Jesus scene to the Tony in the car. And then we actually have it to Phil and Vito. Uh, so the scene where Phil comes with his, his I was going to say gang members, <laughs> but his uh, his colleagues. I like from, how you're describing the scene. The scene where they kill Vito. <laughs> the scene where they kill Vito. Where Vito you're like setting it up. Phil's gang. Yeah. <laughs> scene. Yeah. Hotel room. Fort Lee, New Jersey. <laughs> um just but interesting. A little, okay, a so little George Washington Bridge Hotel. Again, like that's also just like such a clear cut way to deal with one of these questions of, I guess, morality that they're dealing with that has such like a clear cut violent response. And this this issue of homosexuality is there's no kind of gray area for these characters to investigate and explore that topic. It's just the response is very clear cut for them. There's a solid answer. And we see Phil actually talking to his wife and kind of dealing with that. Ooh, you thought Phil was scary in that scene when he comes out of the closet. Uh, His wife is way scarier than him. It's not good. She's cold. She's cold. Yeah. I thought Phil, I thought, yeah, I thought (laughs) Phil Leotardo was cold, but man, like, right. 
Yeah. That bitch was sleeping. She was fine. She was just. Yeah, Phil was fine. He was asleep. <laughs> Actually, sorry. Phil no, was, Phil not, was asleep. not asleep. She was asleep. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Actually, that's used multiple times in the episode, too. Yes. This idea of like one character sleeping and the other yes. not. So, contemplating some of these questions and yes. the responses to them. Yeah. So, have you responded in the correct way? What yeah. are the implications? What are perhaps like the implications like on your soul, on your. <sighs> On your being, have you mm-hmm. acted in the in the best way, in the moral way? We have yeah, obviously, we, and earlier... we have this, yeah. Like this whole episode is like, well, particularly, I mean, there's others, but like that scene where we have Tony really coming to the understanding that he has to do something about Vito, yeah, but he really doesn't want to, yeah, right. And so he's like, he's like, he knows all the repercussions of what's going to happen, right? Like he knows, like if we don't kill Vito, like. We're gonna lose the whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't know. You know, right. all these like you can see everything that's gonna happen. So he knows that that's the thing he has to do, and he knows like how people will view him, blah blah blah. But he's really torn up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he doesn't really want to kill. Vito. No, and so we do. We see these characters. Like we see actually that Tony, as compared to a lot of the characters, maybe like it's kind of a weird thing to say, but like if we're thinking about like where Tony's line is for like when it's okay to kill someone Mm. and when it's not okay. Like he actually like, he's quote unquote better than some of these guys. Like he, at least on that one measure, he's like a little bit more evolved that maybe being gay isn't deserving of being killed. Right. Right. Um, Where a lot of the characters in this episode think that that is a thing. Right. Um, so we do see Tony struggle, and he's seen, like he's really like probably the only character in that that struggles all that much over it. The rest of them are kind of f- like fine is not the right, right word, but the rest of them are more kind of cut and dry. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's it just, it does know. make me think actually of that line that Rosalie has while in Paris of this kind of like why would you bring that up here? It's this mm-hmm. like do you investigate these things or do mm-hmm. you just kind of ignore them and yes. deal with things in your own way. And actually there's yes. so many examples of that. Like actually that scene with Phil and Vito cuts back to Carmela. Yes. It goes it goes back there. Yes. Uh, and even like yeah, like she has lines like when she said when she's having this existential crisis of who am I? Where am I going? All of it just gets washed away. That's when mm-hmm. Rosalie starts humming to her like La Vie on Rose. Yeah, and, and which, like can I take a picture of you? <laughs> right, can I take a picture of you? Like she just continually yeah. tries to disassociate with yeah. these with these questions uh and also like the sleeping thing we were just talking about phil being awake and his wife being asleep sleeping with things there's also a scene and there's also all these edits the use of edits Mm -hmm. is really interesting it's kind of connecting everything Mm -hmm. there's the scene where carmela's struggling with aj and meadow and meadow comes in and then carmela looks at tony basically right after meadows dropped this information and tony is kind of pretending to be asleep but he is basically sleeping uh, or moving towards that. And Carmela kind of comes across as alone. And then there's an edit to Tony with ben Phil, Leotardo, yeah. and Syl, and they're in this business environment. And we can kind of see the different domains that people exist in also. And it just kind of establishes for me in those moments um, how people are kind of dealing with the issues that arise mm-hmm. from the other areas. Mm-hmm. And, and also kind of the isolation that almost everybody has because mm-hmm. Carmel is completely isolated in that moment. She has nobody to turn mm-hmm. to to kind of support her. Tony also comes across to me as very isolated in this episode. Mm-hmm. Tony is kind of on his own. Like yeah. he can't go with yeah. Carmela yeah. to 
to France. Yes. He can't... <laughs> France. <laughs> he doesn't, Where did they go in this episode? He doesn't really... He doesn't want to kill Vito, but everybody else does. And he recognizes that he basically has to. Yeah. Syl is as close as confidant, but there's still kind of disagreement there, and you don't feel like they're... Well, Friends, then, of course, like, Syl really. and Carlos kill the new... Right. Kill Big Dom. Yeah. Fat Dom? Fat Dom. Gamiello. Yeah. <laughs> Fat Dom. Fat Dom. Big Dom. Um, and so we know, like, that Tony's... He, like, he actually, like, he... they He couldn't go in there and see what they had done. He had to separate himself from it. Yeah. Right? Like, he didn't even have an option to right. connect with the person who is his, like maybe best confidant or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, because he was doing shitty stuff also, right? Yeah. So it left Tony really, really isolated. Yeah, no, totally. Mm -hmm. And Tony's also isolated from AJ. He's isolated from Meadow, who's now moved. Mm -hmm. He's basically isolated from his own feelings, like mm -hmm. all of this psychological work and self-development yeah. that he's ostensibly been doing with Melfi has kind of led nowhere. Yeah. I mean, we see Melfi is kind of direct with him and kind of says like, we've been beating around the bush you know, with the work that you do and is actually kind of trying to get somewhere. And Tony just that's, doesn't that respond scene is huge. to yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Um, but it just in general, like, the isolation that almost all these characters are facing, obviously Vito in his isolation, even Phil to an extent, like, with his inability to sleep there, there is kind of, like, a complication mm -hmm. to his character mm -hmm. that nobody really understands. These people are in worlds where things are very cut and dry, but the issues they face aren't, and sometimes they have to yeah. question the way that they deal with them. Yeah. I just kept thinking, like, Tony would love to go to Paris. Like, if you think about, like, right. like, like, you know, I said, like, Tony can't go to Paris. And it's, I think that is really a big point of this. But, like, we know that Tony would love to go to Paris because he does love this, like, history. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, there's even, like, the mention of Napoleon. Like, she called, Cars, calls Carmela Napoleon the episode. But, like, he loves that kind of, like, historical leader yeah. stuff, right? And war documentaries. He would see Paris really differently than Carmela, right? We see it, like, in his even, like, when he's watching that World War II documentary yeah. on TV. Um, like, with the Champs-Élysées yeah. in the background. And, like, he's like, Carm, look! Like, or whatever, like because like it's in Paris yeah and she kind of, she looks at him like he's crazy right yeah. he, he he has this like totally perverted view of the world like he's not um and even like Melfi kind of brings that up right like she like like mm. that he just had like he can't help but be this what is Melfi says something um someone who needs to dominate and control mm. like um like that like he doesn't really have an option. He can't be something that he's not right right now. I, and then I think it is about again, like I said, like Tony really would love Paris. Like Tony does have these good qualities, or like I don't know how to say human. it, like human, Interest. admirable qualities where you're like, no, nobody could be like all bad, right? Mm. Like there's, um, but again, it kind of like hammers home that thing of like because of all these things, Tony could never, Tony can't ever escape. Right. Some of the other characters can. Carmela's in Paris. Meadows gone to California. Um, mm. Again, kind of like around this isolation thing. Like a lot of the people who surround him are, you know, they might not be all good, but they're, you know, they're gonna be okay. Um, he can never kind of like be in this more positive place. Mm. I don't know. The other characters have a have a chance. Right. 
maybe except maybe AJ and I want to come back to AJ. Yeah, later. well, I think Anyways. we'll address that later. Yeah. yeah, I think there's there's multiple instances of that in this episode. Like actually, Vito too had this shot of being in an environment outside of New Jersey, and he actually calls Jim in this episode. I know, and, and that's, that's really and, interesting. Yeah. Like that leaves with also something very emphatic, where Jim says, "Don't ever call me again," mm-hmm. and we have to imagine that that's. Well, that's it, because Vito dies in this episode. Yeah. Do you think that... <laughs> I try to, like, protect myself and not give away spoilers, but it seems like Vito is dead now. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. Um, he will never call Jim again. Johnny Cakes. Yeah. No, like, I think that scene's really, really crazy. Like, not only about that kind of, like, perspective thing, like how Johnny Cakes sees Vito and how right. Vito sees Vito and how Vito sees his yeah. life or how he would, like, define his wants and needs, hmm. but then how Johnny Cakes defines his wants and needs. Yeah. Um, But then it also just leaves me like, I mean, I'm just, I'm sad. That's like a really sad scene, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, I I believe that Johnny Cakes, which is what I have to call him, (laughs) like really did care about Vito. Mm. At least that's what it seemed. I mean, time passage was weird. And there are some questionable, like maybe writing in for that to be really believable. But I think like, they actually did have a very intimate relationship. I don't know. I think it works. Like, I think yeah. the passage of time is, is Yeah, I think it works, too. Unclear. I think, yeah, I think it works. I just know, like, that, yeah. was, a, that was a thing that was criticized for, about this season. I'm okay. And also, like, but, I think it's also, like, that's also yeah. a domain that's supposed to be kind of otherworldly. Yeah. Like, the, like Paris yes. is. Like yeah. Costa Mesa no, is. Right. Like, New Hampshire yeah. for Vito is. And like I said, it works for me. Yeah. Like, because I, I, I really believe that relationship. Like, I really mm-hmm. actually believe that they really both cared about each other. And so I can't imagine like the pain of these characters, right? And like right. Vito's decision, like, I mean, it's obviously not a light decision, right. but he, again, he couldn't help it. Like Tony, right? Like he can't live in New Hampshire forever. He just can't. Right. He, was, he was able to make, like, you know, get there for a bit. Yeah. Just like Tony was able to go to Casa Mesa. I mean, I don't know yeah. if that was, I don't know if that was, you know, quote unquote, Heaven. I mean, I don't even think I don't even think David Chase is really talking like he's not specific enough like that. It's like heaven and hell for right. sure. Like, like polar I don't think that's what he extremes. believes. I don't think yeah. it's like that black and white. But like this kind of like place where like a happy place. <laughs> it's mm. like it's like a a place that's untouched by kind of the garbage of the that actual world they really, live in. Yeah, and actually, that's and, and Vito yeah. can't stay there. Vito's pulled back yeah. in. Tony can't even go there. Yeah. Tony's just back totally. In. And I think it's interesting because like these characters have an opportunity to be in a realm that isn't touched by the garbage of their lives yeah. and their world. And that's interesting because actually, I feel like it doesn't even work there. Like we're actually yeah. exposed to a world that's outside of the world that we've come to be used to in The Sopranos. So mm-hmm. like when. Vito is talking to Jim and he's saying things like, I miss my kids. And Jim's like, that's bullshit. This is yeah. why and unpacks why it's not yeah. true. And then he's Vito like, says, you're a big deal. Like you throw your weight around there. And yeah. People, like, and he, he just like, nails it. Nails it. Yeah. Because like that kind of psychological manipulation does work in the New Jersey environment, but it doesn't work yeah. in that dream world kind yeah. of that Vito escapes to. And then also, I didn't want to drag you down. Also bullshit. Yeah. It's all about the characters themselves. It's yeah. There's never like a, drip of empathy no it's never it would never be about someone else else. no like nothing they could do is ever just for is ever even at all for someone else yeah even though they want it to seem it like it is yeah and i think it's just like it's a testament to how we're exposed to these other these other places and and the behavior that actually benefits these characters and Mm -hmm. works and gets people ahead just isn't an option 
these mm-hmm. other worlds and is why they can't even really integrate or exist in these other realms. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it like again, like Johnny Cakes even says it, like it's about like having this life you couldn't live without, right? Like that's what he says to Vito. Um, it was the life that you couldn't live without. And I think that's like Tony and that's again, like life and death and whatever, but like Tony, like he can't, he can't live without it. Right. He can't, he would not exist. He, he would right. fail to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I don't well, know. Well, it's interesting because in the therapy session with Melfi, um, he's actually directly asked, what is it you want from your life? Yeah. And then Tony just diverts. He doesn't answer that I question. Know. And he talks about, you know, I couldn't even hit AJ. And it's like relationship to his dad and again it's like well what do you want from your life well it's if anything like that exchange just kind of leads me to believe that there's this seemingly uncontrollable kind of manifestation of tony's dad and like that Mm -hmm. passing from male generation Mm -hmm. to male generation of the mistakes that have Mm -hmm. occurred of these like mafioso Mm -hmm. men and that it just kind of keeps on getting passed down but is that what tony wants from his life well he says he he doesn't but that's clearly what happens he's not even engaging with those questions anymore no and the interesting thing is that aj is different and yet tony resents him tony actually says i hate my son Mm -hmm. And, you know, when he talks about him in the chit-chat rooms, he says his dad would find it hilarious. And yet he resents his dad. And Melfi actually kind of unpacks it for us. Yeah. You know, because Tony also says that he resents Carmela for not letting AJ AJ kind of be impacted by Tony and kind of taking him away from Tony and that influence. And then Melfi says, well, isn't that exactly what you resented your mother, Olivia, for, for not, not doing? doing? Yeah. So again, like there's that kind of isolation that's created. And mm-hmm. I feel that Tony's just isolated from all fronts, not being honest with himself, not reflecting anymore, just kind of taking it out on everyone in a way that actually contradicts what he's seemingly been after yeah. at other points. Yeah. It also like, I think like one of the powerful parts, and again, it links into the AJ stuff but one of the really powerful parts for me was when she's saying, like, basically letting him know that he was abused, right? Like, that, mm. like, because he talks about, like, how, like, his father hit them, like, smacked yeah. them around. And, you know, so that would be appropriate to do with AJ also, right? right. Like, um, and she really calls him out, like, in that, and says, really, like, you know, because of, like, so because of that, he would become a guy who, like, has to dominate mm. and has to, yeah. you know, control others. Like, um, like, that's what that leads to. Like, in some ways, Tony has tried to do better mm. than his dad did for him. And yet, I feel like as we reach the but end of the show, it feels you, like he's not anymore. Well, yeah. like it, But, like, or it's just kind of impossible for him to do so. Like, yeah. again, one of these things, like, striving, to, like, like, Tony could never go to Paris. Like, Tony, like, Tony's stuck in, in being Tony. Yeah. There, like, I think it kind of does hammer home some of the messages that we deal with in the show. I mean, not definitively, obviously, but, like, the question of can Tony change? Yeah. I think, like... It's we're, sh- we're, we're, we're looking at that pretty pretty deeply and I think as the series goes to the end I think that's what I kind of find is like that becomes less and less of a possibility right for me that question to... starts to get answered yeah yeah I believe I love the scene yeah. too where, where Tony actually kind of wreaks havoc on AJ's car and he does it with a football helmet mm-hmm. which is kind of like Tony's psychological reckoning yeah. the fact that he's actually taking it out with something that was clearly yeah. a major part of his psychology, something that's influenced him, something that was he has kind of an 
like a hole from from his childhood yeah. and now is kind of passing it on to AJ and actually using it to be violent mm-hmm. and actually using this symbol. It's really interesting. Uh, that that scene, there. oh my God, like there's there's so much in that scene. Um, the part that really gets me is like when he tells AJ like he's going to show up for this job or whatever. And then we get this like, and AJ's just being an asshole, like, you know, yeah. about it. And he, Tony basically says like, I just really want you to have a good life that you're like, that you're doing something like, that you're doing yeah. something forget exactly how he said yeah. it. I should have written it down. But like like really wanting AJ to be able to like whatever, just like make a living, right? Like yeah. he's worried about like his potential to even do that right. at this point, right? Like so like have a job in construction and like be able to get a house and have a family and whatever. Like I think that's what Tony kind of like See, in that's that really interesting because yeah. you have AJ who's kind of broken the cycle yeah. in some ways and isn't living the life that his dad and his grandfather lived. And yet He's also not living like a kind of competent no, adult it's, life. No, it's like in the middle somewhere. So what, what yeah. is that better? Like he he hasn't been prepared to be a real adult. Well, I but I but yeah, but I think that I think that is the thing. Like I think like Tony kind of acknowledges that he hasn't prepared him to be a real right. adult, right? And so like that's kind of best case scenario for AJ. Like AJ, right. you know, again, what's AJ's trajectory or whatever like what you know yeah like where could where might aj end up i don't know we'll see a little more before the end of the series yeah but um the options are like again we don't see aj escaping to california this episode like aj is because of i think this like male dna thing like Mm -hmm. aj is more tied and we even had that last episode when tony mentioned how janice went away Right, like I, I feel like it was in his session with Melfi last episode, the episode yeah. before. He talks about how like Janice went away, and she was able to get out and come back. I think it was last episode. Yeah, um, Meadow's able to do that. The women in the, Carmela's able to do that. Rosalie's able to do that. But the men in the Soprano world, yeah, um, aren't aren't really. So I think it is just like showing us that contrast. Like, but I do think it actually does come from a place in Tony that's pr- like that's quite concerned mm. and, mm-hmm. and and take, and trying to take some responsibility, I, I don't know, in some way for it. I don't yeah. know. That's as, just, much, as much as he as can. As he knows how, yeah. I yeah. Know. It's yeah. interesting to see AJ kind of like the way that he's just interacting with the world right now and the way that he's also mm-hmm. kind of just blaming everybody and everything and finding ways to kind of... A big fuck you to everything. Right. That's yeah. an interesting, yeah, line from, line from Carm, which is obviously mm-hmm. reminiscent of Livia in her own mm-hmm. way, this idea of like a big nothing this like kind of overwhelming negativity. Mm-hmm. It's interesting too seeing AJ's kind of like manipulation of situations talking about in the very beginning we find out that he was fired first scene mm-hmm. and he's talking about uh, you all you always told me to think like a businessman. Um, you know, I was throwing these parties and then he starts st- stealing items. So in some ways there's kind of like a it's in, it's really fascinating because in some ways there's kind of like this increase in deviancy but it's also fascinating because we see him maybe in some ways like slowly building up towards the behavior of his dad and his grandfather Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kind of working up and tony and carmella are looking at like that throwing parties and that's where we always get this line of being an event planner right that gets referenced and aj says what the fuck are you talking about um but that throwing parties like it actually is like rather delinquent the way that he's 
behaving. Yeah, well, and so it, there is like, that element of kind of that not criminal, but maybe well, and he something thinks, that's leading he towards thinks that. Tony will be proud of him for doing right. those things. Right. Like those are things he thinks in his head would right. make Tony proud of him. Right. Right. So. And does it? I mean, Tony I mean, wants a different life for him. But, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make him proud. But no. what? <laughs> in some ways, like I have to question, like, does Tony want somebody to kind of fit more the archetype of a traditional soprano male like Christopher maybe does See, I don't, in AJ? I don't think he does. I think, right. I, I, and that's why, like, I, like I said, like, the scene where, like, when he tell, like, when he's like, I just want that, like, want you to, like, be able to have a life, like, right. make a living or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think, like, that, it, like, Tony doesn't want the life for AJ. I think that's why. Right. That's why he's so, conf- I mean, he has many reasons. One of the reasons why he's so conflicted because it is this, like, he's torn between valuing the way that he was raised in this weird way, right? Like thinking that there was something, you know, like this kind of golden age thing that we've come back to time and time again, that this like golden era of the mob and whatever, like that there's this like nostalgia or so, I don't know, something in it that like makes it correct. Right. Um, But at the same time, he struggles with, who that's made him right so like he he struggles to also pass that on to aj so he's just torn i mean he's just conflicted totally you know and i and that's what makes you know one of the things that makes him i think such a complicated character right yeah like no absolutely there's a lot of gray area in his behaviors and his you know what we can perceive of his thoughts and what we can see of you know the choices he makes Totally. They're all they're often very conflicted. Yeah. Which and again I, is pretty human, but we see characters yeah. in this show also who like aren't conflicted about right. like, big ideas. Totally. Right? This kind of black and white stuff. Right. Anyways. And Tony often is pretty black and white about things, yeah, but totally. there is definitely like a complexity to the way that Yeah. These at least in this at felt. least in this instance. Yep. And yet he's just so isolated. Like I was re- I was thinking about it when he's leaving Satrials and um you know, Carm is gone, AJ's gone, Meadow's gone. And he's like, we see him with this driver, Perry, who even Christopher is not there. Like, even mm-hmm. Christopher is not really in this episode. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even have the connection because he has this, like, level of seniority mm-hmm. where he actually has to remove himself from connections yeah. to the other or people like, around him. see that Syl and Carlos killed that guy to protect right. himself. exactly. Yeah, totally. yeah, so he really has nobody around mm-hmm. him to kind of give him that human element. He is just kind of completely on his own right now. Um, And that's interesting too to think about because as we go towards the end of the show, like what does Tony Soprano really have? Mm -hmm. Like what is he left with when Mm -hmm. the show is is over? What has he built? Mm -hmm. What is his kind of legacy? What are his connections? What really mattered? Does it all just kind of get washed away? Like Carmela says. It's interesting, too, like, dealing with these existential questions of thinking of things in a much broader sense of time Mm -hmm. um, as the show's ending. So these Mm -hmm. kind of, like, ultimate questions. Although it's interesting that this episode is framed within, like, a very specific time. Right. Well, I mean, part of the episode is. Like, there's kind of, like, a nebulous area before Carm's trip. Yeah. Um, then we have this very fixed time of a seven day trip and then we have a little bit on the end. Like it's just like the framing of this episode with that does make it feel like it's very contained, but the issues that it's dealing with are these like very big and very like far reaching Mm -hmm. 
um, explanations for things. I don't know. Yeah. Totally. What do you think about ending? Like, so like we were talking about kind of like this finality or whatever, mm-hmm. like ending with that picture of Vito from the weight, like with that Ooh. scene with the photographer Interesting. Um, who took Vito's weight loss picture. Yeah. Well, it's a good question. I mean, there's an element of, you know, of like seeking change or is maybe seeking a different image or being perceived a different way. Mm-hmm. And yet things maybe not actually being mm-hmm. able to change in this world. Yeah. So, I mean, Vito ends up dead and he ends up dead. Basically like he lived by the sword. He died by the sword. He couldn't get away from that. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a, there's a lot to unpack actually. in that. Yeah. There's a great kind of like book ending of the season and kind of like a cycle that's created. And, uh, I feel like just like the use of music from the use of music mm-hmm. in the first episode of the season and also the use of music kind of fading out this episode is really effective just in terms of creating a mood um but what do you think i think it is like yeah i think i mean i think there's a lot i want to talk about the music at the end too but um i don't know like i this you know we have in that scene right we have them reading this article we've had a few characters reading the article now about Vito's death in the newspaper right we have this character who we've well, I guess we've seen him once before when yeah. we see that photo shoot. But we don't know who this character is who's talking about yeah. Vito um, until we see that shot. But um, they're reading the reading of the newspaper. It does make me wonder, like, does Johnny Cakes find out that Vito's dead? Like, what, like, like when people mm. die in this show, like, sometimes we get their mm. continuation. But, like, you know, I, well, no spoilers, but, like, I, I don't think we find, you know, I don't think we know what happens to Johnny Cakes, right? Like when this character mm. dies. No, not a Johnny Cakes spoiler. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I know he's everyone's favorite character and you don't want to know what happens with him. Um, but, you know, I like how many more times will we see Vito's family? Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just like really this sadness and finality. Finality? Yeah. Finality. Fighting infinite. Yeah. Um, to this person's life. And like Vito's life did have, I mean, he was able to escape to New Hampshire for, I don't know, how long was he there? Unknown. That's the thing. That's one of those weird, if anyone knows how long Vito was in New Hampshire. I don't think you can know. You can't know. Maybe. We maybe can like look at the seasons more. We yeah. can, we know, like we could really right. dig deep into that. But if anyone like has a theory, let right. us know. But um, he was able to get away for that time. He had, he had potential to be this other person just like everybody else right um but this is how his life ended up yeah because of you know whatever like all sorts of factors you know because of how he was raised probably because of how um you know like his opportunities and educational opportunities whatever right like who knows why Vito decided to have a life in the mob Mm mm-hmm but we know we know that characters often don't have a lot of choice about that yeah. either. So I don't know. It's just like kind of sad. Um, totally. I mean, it is sad. The scene. I mean, the scene where they kill Vito is one of the worst scenes. We don't even really see the violence, but yeah. you like hear his body being hit. Yeah. And then you hear the story that he had a pool cue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was sodomized during this. Like, it's really, it's really visceral. It's yeah. really, really awful. Yeah. And you know that uh, Phil watched the whole thing. Yeah. You and you like, and ordered it and right. carried it out. Like, it's pr- 
pretty it's, it's pretty fucked up yeah. <laughs> to say the least um it's really really visceral in fact like it's probably one of the more i think like v- v- at least for me viscerally mm-hmm. violent shows you and again you don't really even see anything you just like hear it well it's also visceral it. because it's like phil is there and we see him watching well, yeah which we is see him like there, yeah like that's a major yeah, totally. character totally that's interesting too like when tony finds out when he's talking to Syl about like how they killed the captain mm-hmm. and um he's kind of discussing like oh this is just the beginning also that like sets up perhaps like where we're going in terms of the drama of the show in terms of like the arc going somewhere now Vito's dead so like that's kind of the end of a plot point but that also kind of sets up this New York yeah uh, New Jersey drama that has the potential to be kind of a plot point the killing of fat Dom (laughs) right (laughs) exactly right it's just like it's very efficient writing first of all how like they can set those things up with very little dialogue also when I think about Vito on the whole in this season there's actually not that much screen time and yet when I reflect on this season that is kind of what dominates it for me we say that about a lot of things yeah but it's it's just they're just it's just very tight efficient also that scene actually where Tony is talking to Syl about Uh, Phil killing a captain then he gets a call from Carm from Paris and for me it made me kind of think of this intersection of the lives that he's leading Mm -hmm. that happens at other times too like the cut from the cut from him to being with Syl and Phil after being in bed with Carmela like there's multiple scenes where we're confronted with the two lives that Tony is is living right now yeah um yeah, there's. I have a little bit more on Carmela and Paris. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've we've talked a lot about the themes and the symbols. Like, we didn't really talk about she's on the. Uh, I want to talk Ale- about statues. Yeah, statues. Well, there's the scene where she's on the Alexander the Third Bridge, the famous. <laughs> I can say it in French. <laughs> um, don't want to get vibed for learning French in Quebec if we have anybody who's not from. Ooh. I mean, I like it, but. I mean, my French isn't even... Do you think we have a lot of, like, French from France listeners? <laughs> if, you, if you're French from France, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, but, yeah, this, I, this like, contemplation of bridges and building bridges and the yeah. statues in particular and very long shots on statues, this idea of who could build this. And then mm-hmm. that kind of, like, starts Carmela's rational... Or kind of reasoning about mm-hmm. like who came before people who wore the necklace were just like us who yeah. were these people that are invisible to us and yeah. then that kind of leads into this idea of her talking about paris of like a domain that's like death it's like you don't really experience when you're it not until there when you're, you're not there. there it doesn't exist yeah and it's like maybe it's like you die and rosalie can't really engage on those terms yeah. but it really does set up that it does set up that city as kind of this domain of exploration mm-hmm. for for Carmela mm-hmm. um and really does tie it into this domain of the afterlife too that we've explored for Tony with the beacon um in that cottage where he sees you know the kind of silhouette of what looks like his mother and then in the end we have this actual dream sequence yes where she's the uh she's told that she has to um, tell, tell Adriana, tell Adriana she's that dead. she's dead. I was stuttering because I was going to say gendarme. <laughs> now I'm in my head. <laughs> gendarme. <laughs> Jean, and anyway, now I'm all uh, French. French. Oh God. French nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but anyway, in that scene, um, we again have kind of a further association of uh paris to the afterlife to this dream world to this kind of dream logic bringing in a bringing in adriana it's it's interesting yeah 
what if, like what do you think the statues represent for Karm? Like that's what I was. I mean, I think because I think it's related to the title. At least like for me, that's the closest connection that I can make to the title. Mm-hmm. Cold stones, cold stones. Yeah, cold stone creamery. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's about cold stone creamery. Yeah. That's- um. But yeah, so that's the closest kind of like connection I can make in terms of just like the visual and the title. But I, I, I can't really figure out what Carm, like what was Carm's inner thought process when she spent so long gazing at these statues, right? Like the camera really was her gaze at these things that she was right. seeing, right? Like I, at least that's how I felt. Um, I think that was the intention. But you know, like, what is she feeling? What is she thinking when she's looking at these statues? It, it, I don't know. I can't quite figure it out. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it is a representation of this kind of this other time and this kind of way like of living that doesn't exist anymore. Sons and Yeah. I think, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of ways to interpret it. Yeah. There is this kind of, like, craftsmanship, I think, that doesn't exist yeah. anymore that maybe is gone. And also I think that that kind of parallels the lives that they're living is also perhaps like on its way out. Like there's this kind of this transience of time. Um, It, it is. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of women. I don't know. I just, I I need more time often to think about these things after we watch, but that's just not how our podcast works. So (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) uh, it's just a, I, I guess, it's for a good pe- question. For people who are listening, it's a question of what do you think about that? Because I think it, uh-huh. I, I think we learned a lot about Carmela in this episode, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, re- like, I realize there's still a lot of Carmela that I, I don't understand. Yeah. Like I have trouble comprehending like where she's, co- like who she is and where she want, like what her intentions are, like where, where does right. Carmela want to go? That's a great question. What does Carmela want to do with her life? That is a great Um, question. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm left with from that. And I can't, again, I, I, it just kind of shows me what I don't know yet about Carmela. I think she's had a lot of escape in her life. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that she's kind of buried her head in the sand Mm -hmm. for many years Mm -hmm. and kind of been somewhat bought off by these Mm -hmm. material goods and hasn't really confronted these questions. And this trip for her, this experience in a different kind of domain is Mm -hmm. is really relevant because she is confronting these questions and asking who she wants to be where she's going and what it all means which isn't something that we've maybe typically associated with her those kind of deeper philosophical questions and maybe she's kind of working out what that could be yeah even like the timing of the trip to paris right like she does actually go when her life is pretty hectic at home right like it is a time to go that Seem, I mean, like Meadows leaving for mm-hmm. who knows how long, and right. AJ has no job, and you know what? Like she does kind of leave at her spec house needs to be sold. Like right. Right, she's just gonna like wait to sell it. Like yeah, like if you're not, you know, interestingly, like but the thought of that like repulses her. So in yeah. some ways, she's kind of burying her head in the sand on that too. Totally. On these kind of totally yeah. So yeah, the, like, that's the thing. Like that's concerns. her action is to yeah. go to Paris mm-hmm. and choose that time to go. It's not like Carmela goes away all the time. You know, like this is the first time we see her do that. Yeah. So, you know, um, she is trying to escape from stuff. She tells Tony that she loves him for, again, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't hear her say that very many times. Right. Um, But it's after he gives her a wallet full of money. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A a real Louis Vuitton. 
Mm, real Louis Vuitton. Full of money. Full of money. Great present. It's a, re- it's a really good present. Yeah. I'm fascinated in this episode how time passes. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Meadow leaves and we don't even really know where she is in that process for most of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like she comes, she says she's leaving. We know she's gone. It's hard to know how long passes yeah. throughout the entire yeah. episode. And yet there is this kind of actual concrete amount of dates surrounding the Paris yeah. trip that kind of zooms it into focus. But then there's also this focus on time passing even while they're the in whole, Paris. While they're in Paris. It's a very, very that's almost like, like kind of the, the central evening. question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last song that they're playing is this version of As Time Goes By, yeah. which is pretty like hit the nail on the head. I mean, as, song choice. as usual in but The Sopranos. It's good. I mean, I think they offer clues into yeah. kind of the, the themes that they're dealing with. And so many things are so abstract. It's okay every once in a while to kind of just. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that. I've I've been critical of song choices in The Sopranos credits before because I do find them to be very, like, on the nose, like, using a word that, you know, like, like, I don't know, kind of like at a a more, like, minuscule level rather than kind of, like, big picture things Mm -hmm. from an episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But in some ways, I kind of like that because it is a nice little, like, Right. Gift. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice break. Yeah. 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 It's... You can't explore the cosmos all the time. I mean, some people do, but... Yeah. It's, you know. Uh... We like exploring the cosmos. Exploring the cosmos is great. Yeah. I like to give it some confines, like talking about the Sopranos <laughs> and, you know. Right. This is a cosmos exploration. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, I, I think it is. Because I, I think, like, again, particularly maybe as we get kind of like to a closing point of the season where we are looking at the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, these are like some of the biggest issues you can really grapple with. Yeah. That they deal with in this show. So yeah. might as well, you know, have a cosmos adventure with them. Yeah. Thanks for exploring the cosmos with us. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. So we only have one more episode of season six A. Yep. Then we're going into a very action-packed 6B. Crazy. Crazy. So thanks for tuning in. Yep. And if you like listening to the show, which hopefully you have, if you've listened this much, you can always get in touch with us. We love talking about Sopranos. We can talk about it. Yeah. We like we like talking. Um, some We've had a really busy summer, so we haven't been as good as at emailing right. people right but we really do like to have conversations we do like it so. <laughs> we will write so people so if you emailed yeah. us and we're slow it's just because we're we, we're, we're bad yeah <laughs> we'll work on it we're working on it but we really do try and get at least one of these out a week now <laughs> yeah we can do one a week we got yeah. this alright we got it okay. thanks for listening bye and see you next time